Welcome to the Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission, speaking up for Texas veterans since 1927. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julia Connor, Communications and Outreach at Texas Veterans Commission, the state agency that works to improve the quality of life for all Texas veterans and their families by helping them access the federal and state benefits earned. March is Women's History Month. Our Women Veterans Program has put together a timely exhibit introducing you to some of our Texas women veterans. TVC.Texas.gov. Click on Women Veterans. Our Women Veterans Program works with all our Texas Veterans Commission services to connect women veterans with the benefits they've earned. Ladies, if you served in the military, you're a veteran. You earn benefits. Our Women Veteran Coordinators can help you access your benefits and put you in touch with other women veterans and veteran-friendly resources across the state. Did you know that since the American Revolution, some three million women have served in the U.S. military? We have almost 200,000 women veterans in Texas. All have personal stories to tell. That's why women veterans across the nation are invited to share their stories with the Women's Military Memorial in Arlington, Virginia. Women can share personal histories, photos, uniforms, any kind of memorabilia with the museum. And we can learn about their stories and see the artifacts from the comfort of our own homes. That's right, we can always pay a virtual visit at womensmemorial.org. Ladies, that's the same place to upload your stories. Find out how to share your history. womensmemorial.org. With me to talk about the memorial is retired Brigadier General Robin Aiken. She's been working with the museum to get more Texas women registered. General Aiken, before we get to your 32 years of military service, tell us about the Women's Memorial. It's not just a big building, is it? It's an archive, actually, of the women that have served in our military service since the Civil War. And, you know, one of my mentors was the first four-star general, General Ann Dunwoody. She brought me through the ranks and was able to teach me a lot of responsibility and teach me a lot of leadership traits that women don't normally get because men don't take that time to teach, coach, mentor, and respect women that have served and are serving. So it was pretty cool to grow up as a female airborne paratrooper in the U.S. Army. But most importantly, when you get out, who's going to know that you ever served if you don't get on some kind of archive? So the Women's Memorial sits at the steps of the Arlington National Cemetery. It sits there for respect and patriotism and bravery that have integrated our women into the military. It's pretty awesome. But most importantly, the registry that has been built is a computerized interactive database that records the history, the name, the service information, your photograph, your memorabilia experience is in that registry. So if you're granddaughter, once you're gone, or they can go to that registry throughout time and look about the history of the women that served. You know, you can dial in your name and you can say, okay, what did Sergeant Smith do during Desert Storm? And it'll pop up that history and it'll be there um, as long as we keep the memorial going. So I'm trying to get out and get all our female veterans in Texas to go and load their file online. It doesn't take hardly anything, but few minutes, and it doesn't cost anything. It's really important that we get the word out to Texans and Texas women that this thing is there for them. It's a living memorial. If they have a grandparent or a mother or an aunt that have served, that have passed away, they can enroll them into the memorial. It's that easy. And so you can be past, present, or future if you're going into the military today. 
you can start that database and, and create your experience online. And it's real important that people understand that women serve and they serve in every rank, every position, now in the Army, in every position offered in every MOS. So it's pretty awe-inspiring. We're on a campaign right now to get these women in there and start putting their living memorial or their family's living memorial into the database. The website is womensmemorial.org. If you just Google it, you'll be able to find the enrollments page and be able to put whoever you want to put in there and ensure that you keep that living memorial going. There were a lot of women that served in World War II, over 400,000. And we're trying to capture their names now and get them into the database because that's a huge archive of information. And a lot of the schools today are going to this database to try to figure out what women did in World War II because it's just not known other than being a nurse or maybe, maybe flying an aircraft. So we're trying to get that information into the database. We need to help our older veterans and get this information from them now and, you know, talk to them, record them, write it down so that you can put it in this archive so that others, um, the younger generation, can see. Yeah, I mean, I served in Desert Storm, Iraq, Afghanistan. I was the first female commander into Haiti to do the earthquake relief mission there. And then I was the first female to serve in Korea as a senior logistics officer. So it's all about keeping the lineage going and keeping good women and women that want to serve into positions that can do a fantastic job. And the thing about it is you've been, you were in the military for 32 years. You joined the military when it was not as welcoming of women as it is now. So we can get your perspective along a timeline of how things have changed. How old were you when you went in? I graduated University of Tennessee in 1982. Gosh, I feel old now. March 19th, 1982, I went to airborne school. No other women in that class, by the way. So it was it's pretty significant to me that I was successful in that school because I didn't want to be turned away. I was an airborne soldier for most of my military career, throwing people out of airplanes as a jump master. I learned that the women that there was no real women around me, but the women that I did find wanted to serve for a different reason. They wanted to make a difference and make a statement, if you will. I think we've been successful. We've died in combat. We've raised families. I have two wonderful kids. My husband was a colonel. I retired as a general, so too bad on him, but it worked out. <laughs> And, you know, it's pretty cool because when I went to Korea and served there at my last assignment, my father-in-law served in that same assignment at the same desk 25 years prior. It was pretty significant to be able to follow in his boots, if you will. He was very proud of my service. I dedicate a lot of my responsibilities and my commitment to him because he was such a role model. Though he didn't believe women needed to serve in the military. <laughs> Until, until I proved him different. You know, the women that are going to be memorialized will show that we were inspired to serve, that we are inspiring, and that we made a difference. That is retired Brigadier General Robin Aiken. Women veterans, share your story with the Military Women's Memorial so we can all learn a few things. And please help our older veterans share their military service. Go to Women's Memorial. Dot O-R-G. Follow the instructions, and while you're there, take a virtual tour, too. If you know a woman who served in the military and they're not getting their benefits, put them in contact with Texas Veterans Commission, our Women Veterans Program, TVC. 
www.texas.gov. Our services are provided at no cost to the veteran. Not only do we have a claims department for help with those disability claims, appeals, survivors' pensions, burial benefits, and so on, we can also help with medical issues involving VA-related health care. Our health care advocates stand up for veterans, explain how the VA works, and help resolve those disputes. We have an education department that approves programs that accept the GI Bill. Our Hazelwood experts can explain that act, which offers qualified Texas veterans 150 hours of tuition exemption at a public Texas college or university. Our employment program works with Texas Workforce Commission to find veterans new careers. The Entrepreneur Program is working with vets to start their own business or grow a current one. The Fund for Veterans Assistance gives away millions every year to nonprofits and government agencies that directly assist veterans. And Veterans Mental Health is working with counselors and social workers, faith-based organizations, and local governments across the state to expand veteran access to mental health. Our Military Veteran Peer Network, also part of that department. It's all about veterans helping veterans. And of course, our peer service coordinator has access to all kinds of services and resources within each community. tvc.texas.gov. That's where you'll find all the information about our programs. Texas Veterans Commission is also on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook too. Send us a message on the Texas Veterans Commission Facebook page. Ask a question. We'll find the answer for you. I'm Julia Connor. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here.